It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Here's Rob Carney. Welcome to the Tuesday, September 28th edition of the Heartland at Noon. Brought to you today by Purpose Financial and Heritage Insurance. Working together to serve you better. We hope to get through the hour without more technical difficulties. (laughs) We've been having some trouble here at the uh, flagship today. Fingers crossed. Because we've got lots of information coming your way. COVID-19, we've got the latest numbers. City Council voting in... A vaccination mandatory at Mosea Place this Friday night when the Moose Jaw Warriors play their home opener versus the Saskatoon Blades. Mosea Place GM Ryan McIver will be in today to tell us more. And we'll talk about the safety protocols that will be in place when curling gets started this fall as well. Just over 24 hours from now, well, 28 hours, in fact, we'll know who's all in running for mayor in Moose Jaw. A job left vacant when Fraser told me made the jump to federal politics. We have three locals running right now. Wayne Watermanak, a limousine driver, joined City Councilor Crystal Froze and driving instructor Mike Simpkins this week. We've heard from Froze and Simpkins, and today we hope to hear from Watermanak. On the Heartland at Noon. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for Ivermain Place. Small town life is great when you're surrounded by people with big hearts. Contact today for senior living opportunities at Ivermain Place Central Butte. Good afternoon, I'm Haley Shirky. Starting Friday, proof of COVID-19 vaccination or a negative COVID test will be required in the province for the public to access a range of businesses and event venues. Proof of vaccine or a negative test will also be required for all government of Saskatchewan ministry, Crown and agency employees. This also includes the Saskatchewan Health Authority. Public employers under the Public Employers COVID-19 Emergency Relations will also require their employees to show proof of vaccine or a negative COVID test at least every seven days. Individuals can show their proof of vaccination through wallet cards received at the time of immunization, a printed copy of your MySask Health Record vaccine certificate, a screenshot of your certificate, a vaccine printout from the Saskatchewan Health Authority Public Health, or a QR code. QR codes were removed last week due to security issues, but were made available once again this morning. City Council also passed the motion last night to require proof of COVID-19 vaccination for City Council meetings and any other public meetings or hearings. Those looking to enter City Hall must show a proof of second dose or negative COVID-19 test within the past 24 hours starting October 1st. Kim Robinson was the only councillor opposed to this policy. So I guess my next question, does that worry anybody? Like, the, are, we, uh, are we, as a city, are we kind of getting uh, infringing on people's rights to, to move about freely in our society and creating two-tier societies? The city will allow a printed copy of the vaccination record, a digital copy, and a vaccination card or negative COVID-19 test as proof. The South Central Zone is trending in the right direction, with 263 active cases on Sunday and 233 active cases on Monday. Two deaths and 398 new cases of COVID-19 were reported on Monday. 
Of the new cases, seven are in the South Central Zone, 147 were in Saskatoon, and 32 are in Regina. 4,788 cases are considered active, and 289 people are in hospital, with 226 receiving inpatient care, and 63 are in intensive care. 78.4% of those in hospital are not fully vaccinated. The Saskatchewan Health Authority is expanding its mandatory medical masking protocol. All families and visitors in SHA long term care homes and affiliates will now be required to wear a medical mask provided by the care home. Masks must be worn at all times and applies to both vaccinated and unvaccinated individuals, as well as single and multi resident rooms. Long term care residents do not need to mask in their own rooms, but are encouraged to wear a mask when outside of their room or in the common areas. The SHA is urgently requesting cooperation from families and visitors. Bi weekly waste collection is set to resume at the end of this week. Starting October 1st, waste collection in each zone will take place every two weeks and will stay bi weekly until May 31st, 2022. In addition to that, the city of Moose Jaw also announced Saturday and Sunday, October 23rd and 24th, will be Free Yard Waste Weekend. During that time, the city will waive its $10 residential tipping fee at the landfill for residents disposing of organic yard waste, such as leaves, grass clippings, or pruned branches less than one inch in diameter. A number of Saskatchewan communities are setting new record high temperatures this week. Moose Jaw hit 31.6 degrees yesterday, breaking the old record high of 30 set in 2011. Regina, Weyburn, Assiniboia, Rock Glen, and Cornac are among the other centers to break record highs yesterday. And we could set more high marks today. The record high for September 28th in Moose Jaw is 30.6 in 1967. Environment Canada is predicting a high of 32 today. And now, the Golden West Radio Money Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is down 268 points. The Dow Jones is down 550 points. The NASDAQ is down 414 points. And the Canadian dollar is down at 78.75 cents US. And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on discovermoosejaw.com. Following months of strife within her party's ranks, Annamie Paul is stepping down as leader of the Green Party of Canada. She announced her resignation in Toronto yesterday, a week after the federal election, that denied her a seat in Parliament and saw the party's share of the popular vote tank. It's debate night tonight in British Columbia. Six candidates seeking the leadership of the BC Liberal Party will gather tonight for their verbal spar session of the campaign. The Liberals will elect a new leader February 5th to replace Andrew Wilkinson, who stepped down shortly after the party's election defeat last October. A military drone whose manufacturer says it can cruise for 20 hours at 15,000 meters or 50,000 feet is among Chinese warplanes, missiles, and other weapons technology. Shown in public for the first time at China's biggest air show. An official newspaper said the Chinese space program plans to use the show to unveil a rocket for crewed space flight capable of carrying a 25 ton payload to lunar orbits. 
And a man who killed five people in a Maryland newspaper more than three years ago is set to be sentenced for the crimes at a hearing today. Prosecutors are asking a judge to deliver five life terms in prison without the possibility of parole for Jared Ramos. In July, a jury rejected Ramos's insanity defense and found him criminally responsible for killing five people with a shotgun at the Capital Gazette newspaper in 2018. It was one of the deadliest attacks on journalists in the U.S. I'm Pam Fedick. Now, discover Moose Jaw Sports. Good afternoon, I'm Catherine Ludwig. The Moose Jaw Warriors are making it clear. Proof of vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test result will be required for all fans for this Friday's home opener against the Saskatoon Blades. And to expedite the process, pre-screening will be available at Mosaic Place at the box office from noon until 4.30 on Friday afternoon. The Warriors will then open up an express lane for entry for those who choose to use the pre-screening. Everyone will need proof of vaccination or a negative test along with photo identification prior to entering the arena. The NHL preseason is underway. Montreal Canadiens beat Toronto 5-2 last night, while the Vancouver Canucks topped Calgary 4-2. The Seattle Kraken head north and play on Canadian soil for the first time tonight. The NHL's newest team is set to visit the Edmonton Oilers. Seattle opened the preseason Sunday with a 5-3 win over the Vancouver Canucks in Spokane. Central Cyclones improved to 3-0 and in local high school football on the weekend. The Cyclones rolled to a 51-14 win over the Swift Current Colts. Central quarterback Will Ansel went 12-19 for for 316 yards, while Jake Wilson led the way on defense with two interceptions. Meanwhile, the Vanier-Peacock game was postponed, while the Vikings deal with COVID-19 issues. And the Toronto Blue Jays start a three-game series with the New York Yankees tonight. The Jays come into the set two games back of the Yankees in the AL wildcard race and just one game behind the Boston Red Sox. The Bow Sox are in Baltimore to play the Orioles, the worst team in the American League with just 50 wins and 106 losses on the season. And remember, we'd like to hear your scores and local sports stories. Fill us in by email at mjsports at discovermoosejaw.com. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. Sunny and hot today. The high 32 degrees. If we reach that high, that will break a record. Our record high for today was set in 1967 at 31 degrees. So sunny and 32 today and uh, a little breezy as well. Increasing cloud tonight. Wind northwest 30 gusting to 50, the high 13. Tomorrow clearing in the morning. Wind northwest 30 gusting to 50, the high 21. Thursday sunny, 22. Friday sunny, 25. Saturday sunny, the high 22. Yesterday's high in Moose Jaw, 32. That was a new record high. Normal high at this time of year is 17 with a normal low of plus 3. Uh, I already told you about the record high, right? A record high for today, 30.6 in 1967. Record low minus 6 in 05. Sun came up at 658 and the sun goes down at 648. This hour, warm out there. Moose Jaw is... 30 degrees. Regina, 26. Assiniboia Gravelberg, 27. Rockland Coronet, 28. Swift Current, 19. Elbow, 23. David Sawatris, 22. Once again, Assiniboia, 27. Regina, 26. And with the wind uh, east-southeast at 33. And the relative humidity at 18%. It's 30 degrees in Moose Jaw. From World Weather Incorporated, here's 800 CHAB Agriculture Weather Specialist, Drew Lerner. 
Weather conditions across Saskatchewan will continue to be droughty, and there's not a much opportunity for precipitation over the next seven days. Our temperatures will gradually cool down a little bit, but they'll still be above normal. I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner for the Golden West Radio Network. Dry, 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 and yesterday a lot of heat was noted across the province. Plenty of sunshine was noted in the afternoon. Strong winds, and it looks like we're going to see today not much different. We're going to have a lot of wind in the east, and we'll look for the temperatures to be very warm to hot again, with temperatures well into the 20s and over 30 degrees near the U.S. border. And it looks like in the western parts of the region, the winds will switch around to the northwest during the course of the day today, but the northwest winds are not bringing in a tremendous amount of cooler air. It will be cooling, but not necessarily getting us below normal by any means. I don't see that happening for quite a little while yet, but we will see a frontal system and low-pressure center impacting the region, and Believe it or not, there will be a few spits and spats of moisture occurring across parts of the region as we go overnight tonight and into the day tomorrow. But none of the precipitation is going to be great enough to make much difference to our moisture profile. And the drought will live on. Even though the temperatures will be a little bit milder, we are going to continue to be dry biased. And that will be the case all the way through the weekend and probably into early next week. We'll see a quick turn around and the winds back to the south again as we get out into Thursday and Friday. That's going to push those temperatures up again. So we'll have more 20 degree readings across the region after maybe a couple of locations stay in the upper teens during the afternoon tomorrow. But we won't see that very common. And we'll look for the warm weather to continue on Friday like I said. And then another frontal system will come across and we'll see the wind switch back to the northwest again. This will probably occur Friday evening going into Saturday. But there's not enough cool air behind it to make much difference. So the temperatures will only come down slightly. And there's only a minimal chance for a few sporadic showers during that time period as well. Our nighttime low temperatures will be in the middle and upper single digits most often, but there may be a couple of spots that get a little bit cooler than that, but there's certainly no hard freezes coming up anytime soon. For the Golden West Radio Network, I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner. The benefits of recreation are endless. Get notoriously active. Moose Jaw Parks and Rec on the radar. Fall program registration is underway. Check out badminton, pickleball, martial arts classes, and association programs available throughout the city on the free city app. The Kinsman Sportsplex and Yara Center offer a variety of drop-in activities, including fitness, turf, track, and swimming. For full schedules and to register to reserve your spot, go to the city's website or use the free city app. Searching for a used bike or sports equipment for fall sports? Book an appointment online or through the city app to check out the sports equipment vault. Lots of hockey equipment and cleats available. The elm pruning ban is now lifted. Remember to dispose of all elm wood to prevent Dutch elm disease. Elm disposal permits are free from Parks and Rec and allow you to take elm wood to the landfill free of charge. To learn more about Moose Jaw Parks and Recreation, visit moosejaw.ca. This is Greg Marston from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Greg's got some tips on uh, winterizing your vehicles for winter storage coming up on uh, Ask the Expert later today on 800 CHAB. The Road Report on the Heartland at Noon is brought to you by My Addictions Clothing Boutique. 80% of women's wear the wrong bra size. Get fit for free. Now, let me say that again. 80% of women wear the wrong bra size. Get fit for free during the Bra Fitting Clinic this Sunday. See My Addictions on Facebook for more information. 
Whew. Okay, 9th Avenue and Caribou. Close to traffic. They're working on the uh, water main over there. So that'll be a major interruption. Caribou Street has uh, opened up, though, for a pretty long stretch. Four, five, and 600 blocks. Road is open to 8th Avenue Northwest. And you should know, the city of Moose Jaw reminding us that bi-weekly waste collection returns in October. So starting on Friday, waste collection in each zone will occur every two weeks as opposed to every one week. Now today's Paul Martin commentary. The Saskatchewan economy is experiencing, in the words of the Conference Board of Canada, plenty of momentum right now. It's offered up one of the most bullish quarterly updates on the state of our economy. The board says this year we will more than recover the ground that was lost in the pandemic in 2020. It quantified last year's contraction at 6.1%, but it's forecasting a robust 6.8% growth track this year. Then it says we should expect to add another 4.6% next year. So that would give us growth of more than 11.5% over a two-year period. And that would result in the jobs we lost last year being fully replaced within the next few months. Further, and this is a big one, investment is poised to turn the corner and start flowing again. As we see capital moving into potash with the Janssen Project and into housing as well as into agri-food processing. And while the drought did dampen our prospects, the conference board is saying that increased energy exports will be enough to pick up the slack. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. The best way to start your weekend is at Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Every Saturday on Langdon Crescent from 8 to 1. Rain or shine, bring your family to Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Strike up some fun this weekend at the South Hill Bowling Center. Rock and Glow Bowling is back Friday and Saturday nights and Saturday afternoons. Knock down some pins with your friends and family. South Hill Bowling. Call 693-0955 to book your spot. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. The latest on COVID-19, two more people have died. 398 new cases of COVID reported on Monday, along with 470 recoveries. Uh, Of the new cases, seven in the South Central Zone, but what's... Encouraging is the fact we went from 263 active cases in South Central on Sunday to 233 yesterday, so that's down 30. 4,788 cases considered active as of yesterday. That's down from 4,864 on Sunday. Hospitalizations, on the other hand, have gone up from 281 to 289. 226 of those people are in inpatient care, 63 in intensive care units, which are still overwhelmed across the province. 78.4%, 225 people of those in hospitals are not fully vaccinated. Dr. Brad Thorpe of Moose Jaws Alliance Health posting a graph on Facebook this morning. The subject matter, the rate of death by COVID-19 by province with this written caption. Dr. Thorpe wrote, we, the medical people who look after you, are worried. Albertans and Saskatchewanians are dying at quadruple the rate of the rest of Canada. 
That's why we're being asked to show proof of vaccination and or proof of a negative COVID-19 test to attend or enter a number of facilities across our province as of Friday. So effective October 1st, Friday, a provincial requirement for proof of vaccination or negative test will be implemented for public access to a list of establishments, businesses, and event venues that bring groups of people together, including indoor dining at restaurants, nightclubs, bars, taverns, and other licensed establishments, and event and entertainment venues, including conference centers, casinos, movie theaters, concert venues, live music venues, museums, and indoor facilities hosting ticketed sporting events. And Mosea Place falls under that category, indoor facilities hosting ticketed sporting events. Ryan McIver, the general manager of Mosea Place, is here to tell us more. Ryan, the uh, there goes those technical difficulties again oh. here. There you go. Just like in popcorn. time for us. We're yeah. making popcorn. Yeah, it's just like popcorn. It's just like popcorn. Can you smell it? I yeah. got it. It smells good. <laughs> Hang on a minute. We'll get through this. Are we back? We're not back. Testing, one, two. Check. Unbelievable. There we go. Whoa. One last crack there. One last crack. That's what I've been dealing with all morning here. <laughs> Ryan McIver, the general manager of uh, Mosea Place. Ryan, the uh, Moose Jaw Warriors uh, have made it clear uh, that to, uh, to, to expedite entry into Mosea Place on Friday, pre-screening for proof of vaccination or negative tests will be available at the Mosea Place box office from noon until 4.30 on Friday. I think that's a, that's a prudent move. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, unprecedented times as we roll into this Friday. I think that uh, the first and foremost, uh, let's just go back to the basics, right? So if you're sick, stay home. If you think you're sick, stay home. Wash your hands. Do your very best, right, as we go through those things that we've heard about for the last 18 months. Uh, Secondly, not necessarily new within the last couple of weeks, but mandatory masking. Please wear a mask. So we're coming to a large public gathering, the home opener of of our Moose Jaw Warriors, and we're Super excited and thrilled to have them back on the ice and in the building and welcome everyone back at Home Opener. But let's be uh, smart about our mask wearing and, and let's let's do a great job of, of wearing it and wearing it properly. Obviously, if we're eating and drinking, um, you know, you can take your mask down and, uh, you know, eat and drink. But, you know, from that after that point, you know, let's please wear a mask on. So th- nothing really has changed there. Where it all changes is this Friday, the, ma- uh, the double vaccination, proof of double vaccination. And so what we are are doing is as as the as the warriors to have a double vaccination. So fans age 12 and over must be able to verify that they received their two vos, two doses or um, or a mixed match of them or a single dose of Johnson & Johnson. And fans 18 years and older will be required to present their, um, their proof of vaccination and photo ID maxing the, max, uh, matching their uh, vaccination record. Uh, 
fans 12 to 17 won't have to show uh, their ID, but they will have to show their vaccination records. So there's a little bit of like, not confusion within it, but you know, if really, if you're 12 and older, you need to show your proof of vaccination, 18 year and older, you need proof of vaccination and proof of uh, proof of ID. So we can match that up. One thing just to be f- to clear, showing your I stick it to COVID stickers is not part of your proof of vaccination. We do are looking for that required government sort of ID uh, to ensure that uh, and that proof of vaccination. So, of course, lots of questions out there with some of the changes with the QR codes that have been out there and changing, right? But pro- acceptable proof of uh, uh, vaccination rec- records is the your vaccination record through eHealth with the new QR code. So if you had an old QR code, you need to go and download the new QR code. That's going to be critical. Um, second, it can be your SHA vaccine, vaccine card that it has to have, the name has to match your ID and it has to have two doses received. And uh, in terms of ID, you need your armed forces record, uh, or if your other acceptable uh, forms could be your armed forces record that the the Canadian Armed Forces would provide, or any other eligible out-of-province or country documents. Again, stick it to COVID uh, stickers aren't acceptable. Um, But yeah, so we're we're excited. We do believe there's going to be some, uh, not necessarily confusion, but just a new process for everyone. And we're it all happens on October 1st, as well as the new public health order or the public health order details are going to be released that day as well. So we are anticipating perhaps a little bit of small changes within that. But we, um, you know, we're doing our very best. The team, the warriors are doing an amazing job prepping and planning and trying to share and communicate. Us at the building are doing the same thing. We're collaborating together. We want to make the best visitor experience possible. Uh, do we think it's going to be clunky? It might be for the first little pit. We got to get our rhythm. We got to get a routine. There's going to be some weird questions as people go through. But uh, at the end of the day, we are all here to ensure that the guests uh, that are attending home opener are going to be taken care of. And again, that pre-screening takes place yeah. Friday afternoon from noon till four thirty. Yeah, yeah. Noon and then to tw- the- noon to four thirty. Get down at the Mosaic Place box office where they can come down, show their information, get a wristband. They'll be pre-screened, and then at four thirty, the the Moose Jaw Warriors are hosting like a, a, a bit of a tailgate party, a carnival themed tailgate party where there's some activities and stuff, and and there's um, some uh, food and beverage and stuff within the the curling center. We're going to open that up as well, but at the same time, we're going to be able to pre-screen going through that process as well. So we want to keep pre-screening and pre-screening and then the doors are going to open up into the building the exterior doors at 5 30 where we can preload some of the the grand staircase and stuff and again we can want to try to get many people in as possible so we got to do the pre-screen uh, the vaccination check a small bag check and then proof of ticket we don't want to mix and match those up because we don't want to create longer lineups and longer lineups and again, that uh, pre-screening from noon till 4.30 on Friday afternoon, when you get your wristband, you'll be able to take the express lane for entry Correct. into the arena uh, for, that, uh, for those uh, who uh, choose to use the pre-screening. So That's it's uh, going to be a bit of an effort for hockey fans <laughs> to get to the hockey game Friday night. But once for you make sure. that effort, you'll be in. I think the big thing too, right, uh, you know, as we've welcomed so many people through for the exhibition games, and that's been awesome, the feedback and seeing people back in the building has been absolutely uh you know, just just amazing. But the one thing as we lead into Friday, more people, it's home opener, excitement, right? We want to see the team on the ice. We, they're going to, you know, they're going to win, right? Uh, but, you know, as we have all these new staff and new rules and, reg- new rules and regulations, what I do want to make maybe really articulate is, is 
for all those frontline workers that are coming, that are working the game, right? And for all the public, let's be patient and kind. They're going through a new process, you know, ensuring of, of checking vaccination records. And sometimes those are uncomfortable conversations and, and stuff that may happen. So we just really want people to be aware that, you know, everyone's doing their very best based on the government regulations that are being uh, articulated to us. And there's always going to be a weird thing that's going to come out, out of this. But we're just asking people to be patient and kind as we work through these. Absolutely. And it's, it's been 18 months since uh, we've hosted a big event at, at Mosea Place. Mm-hmm. And, of course, when uh, the hockey season and everything shut down due to COVID in, in March of 2020, a number of people went without work for, for several weeks, people mm-hmm. that worked for you at Mosea Place. Yeah. Uh, have you welcomed some of them back? How, how's your staffing situation? Yeah, you know, staffing situation, I, you know, we've, we've lost some staff. We've lost some full-time employees. Um, uh, you know, just due to the change of of of, of the business and the and the the length of some of the layoffs. You know, we were at thirty seven percent of uh, staff uh, were only remaining within the building, and um, so it really hit us hit us hard. You know, personally, professionally, all that, and on both sides as the for the employees, but the empl- as us as the employer. But we've welcomed everyone back, and um, not only do we have our full-time team back uh, who are doing amazing, uh, but we've really welcomed a whole wide range of part-time event staff back. And I can tell you this, to see their smiles on their faces and, and them working within the box office or at the concessions or up a, as, a, as a server or even dishwasher, you know, it's just pretty incredible for me and proud moment to see uh, the community of Moose Jaw, you know, come, come, come to work, you know, serving people hot dogs hamburgers beer whatever it might be and and just to see their smiles we're always looking for people always looking uh for employees um whether it be a dishwasher bartenders um cooks cashiers we're really looking for cashiers and some bartenders right now so a great way to pick up some extra cash but you know everyone is uh, doing a tremendous job to to serve the people and the patrons that are coming through the facility again some new processes new new menu items um and new uh, new opportunities. But again, we ask people to be patient and kind because it's also new to them as well. When you talk about opportunities, there might be somebody listening right now going, oh, I could be a bartender at Mosaic Place. Uh, what's the first step? Uh, the mosaicplace.ca. Uh, there's a, a link on our, on our uh, website uh, that people can um, uh, contact um, Larry Rutherford, uh, our director of food and beverage, or they can even just instant message us or not instant message, uh, direct message us on uh, through Facebook as well. And, and uh, or just pop down and, and say hi. I think that we're pretty open to any avenue for people to get to us. I do know that, uh, you know, we have these positions posted on uh, SAS jobs as well. So there's lots of different ways to find out how to get to us because everyone uses technology differently. But uh, you're all we're always looking and we're excited to have as uh, uh, as many people as we can. Good stuff. Uh, are we adequately staffed for the home opener? I think so. You know, we're, you know, the one thing is the unknown, right? Like tickets have been sold, more tickets are going to be purchased, but I think that there's a, uh, you know, we just, we just don't know because it's all new. Is there going to be hesitation? People may have purchased tickets to support the team, but are they going to show up? Um, you know, I think that we are, um, we are planning and preparing for, for a large crowd. Uh, and we're going to do our best to adapt to it uh, and work on work on the fly and work through through those uh, any opportunities and challenges that present themselves. But yeah, I think we're we're adequately staffed. I think that we're we're ensuring that whatever we deliver, we do it really well. Ryan McIver is the general manager at Moose Jaw's Mosaic Place, getting ready for the Moose Jaw Warriors home opener Friday night against the Saskatoon Blades, and hoping things go smoothly. Of course, there will be a glitch or two, but again, uh, like you said, be patient with the staff and. 
and uh, you know do your best to enjoy the night. Uh, we're all yeah. in this together, no question. We, we about sure that. are. Thanks. And, and tickets are still available, and so you can go to SaskTix S A S K T X tix.ca, sastix.ca, to purchase your tickets for any of the the home opener or any of the, the games. And again, as you say, Rob, be patient and kind. So hockey's back at Mosaic Place, and soon the Moose Jaw Ford Curling Center will be open, and that's right. uh, next up on your agenda. Yeah, hey? next step. So we actually just started working through the process of the installing the ice. That process, the ice plant for the curling side starts on October 2nd, the Saturday, and we start the uh, ice-making process, and uh, the curling starts on... Uh, after the Thanksgiving weekend. So it was that October 12th, I believe. That's Tuesday, October 12th. So, you know, we encourage all of our curlers to come out and register um, for their curling activities uh, and the different leagues uh, for them. So they can go to uh, um, uh, go online and, and they can register for their curling leagues and they can stop down and see Rhonda. And uh, we'd be more than pleased to ensure that we... Uh, we take care of it. We do know that we've uh, st- tried a new few things. We have a Friday fun league, right? So we're really trying to, you know, uh, you know, curling is a fun sport, but there's also a competitive side. So we're really looking at uh, all the different avenues from the cash leagues to the, the stick league, et cetera. But, but also uh, on the Friday evenings, we're really going after that fun league and just really have fun about it, right? Uh, but also on the Sundays now, uh, not that it's new, but we're really looking to grow that youth curling, you know, grow that future of the sport. So Sunday's the, the youth curling aspect of it um so yeah in all accounts we have a lot of bond spiels uh um happening and then uh we're curl moose jaws hosting in february the wheelchair nationals uh, which is an exciting event so there's lots going down on the curling side too and you know i encourage anyone you know if you're looking something to do or something different or whatever it is and something uh to try just be different let's uh come down check it out curling and uh and we'd be more than pleased to uh place you in the league Proof of vaccination and or uh, negative COVID tests required as we uh, get ready for the home opener Friday. Moose Jaw Warrior Saskatoon Blades. Curling season about to start up and there are jobs available at Mosaic Place. I think we nailed the highlights right there. Ryan McIver, the general manager at Mosaic Place. Anything else you'd like to add before I let you go, sir? No, I, I think it's just been a, it's been a, a, like everyone, everyone's had a real tough go of it over the last 18 months. We're finally back at it here. You know, we're the first to close and the last to open. This are the sports and entertainment venues. And so again, we've been training and training and training and, and cleaning and, and new protocols and new stuff. And we're really excited again to have, welcome everyone back, new items, new processes, uh, and new things. And so uh, we just, again, we're excited to see everyone Bring your proof of vaccination, your ID, um, and let's be patient and be kind. Awesome. Thanks for doing this, and good luck this weekend. Thank you. Ryan McIver, the general manager of Moose Jaws Mosaic Place. We're back with more Heartland at Noon. Tonight's Lotto Max is an estimated $70 million, plus an estimated 13 Max Millions. $70 million, plus 13 Max Millions. Dream to the Max with Lotto Max. When you're a farmer, you've learned to take the good with the bad because you've seen it all, and your roots are deep. Daddy, I want to be a farmer just like you. Farming is about a sense of pride in an honest day's work, careful planning, and growing for the future. Moose Jaw Co-op is on your team. Early mornings, late nights. Safely getting harvest completed with agro and fuel locations in Avonlea and Moose Jaw. We are growers. We are farmers. We are Moose Jaw Co-op. Be part of something bigger. You're listening to 800 CHAB along with us at LBBD Auto Body. Hi, I'm Terry, and we are proud to say that we now have the highest level of accreditation for safe and quality collision repair in town. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. 
Pustjaw City Council uh, making the move to make proof of vaccination mandatory for meetings at City Hall, including council meetings. Here's how uh, some of the debate went last night. Communication 0268 from the city manager re proof of COVID vaccination for council meetings and any other public meetings or hearing policy. Mr. Hoopal. Thank you, Mr. Chair. I want to start off by saying if you have not get vaccinated, please do so. Uh, one of the obligations that the province announced last week was that any public meeting after October 1st, which as we know is they're presenting their regulations regarding mandatory vaccination or testing or negative testing, was that uh, open council meetings needed to have proof of vaccination or proof of negative test. And so we uh, put a policy together for council's consideration. Uh, very much uh, chicken and egg if we did not get this to this council meeting. Um, ne- we would not be able to hold a public meeting after October 1st. So we wanted to ensure that this was presented to council. So I want to thank everybody that did a lot of work on to get this put together. Um, and to make the, the point that if people are not willing, uh, can't get vaccinated or choose not to, you can always attend via Teams because those are, again, a standard operating procedure of the city to have electronic or virtual uh, council meetings for people, so people can make a presentation or a delegation to council. Um, again, the, the nuts and bolts that are, are in the policy itself, but it, um, we're able to because, again, the COVID rules or the COVID operating procedures that we put into place, including the commissioner at the front door, all those types of things are, again, what we'll use to be able to do this. And we will not retain any information other than staff and council members. Uh, any of the public that comes, it's similar to the riders game. Uh, bring your proof, bring your ID, and then you're into the, the door, and we don't, uh, we don't retain any of that information, just a proof that you actually were in. So we're glad to answer any questions, and we can say we're working on a number of other policies um, and waiting, of course, to see how the province's regulations come down, and there'll be some impacts upon what we do. Uh, but we want to see that before we bring anything else. And this was the most pressing issue to get in front of council tonight. So uh, we won't get into the debate. Uh, there was uh, quite a bit of that. Uh, and in the end, the motion did pass. Only Councillor Kim Robinson voted against uh, that move uh, to make uh, proof of vaccinations mandatory for meetings at City Hall. We'll have more on this story on discovermoosejaw.com today. I want to save enough time uh, to introduce you to uh, the latest uh, person Coming forward to run for mayor in the city of Moose Jaw, Wayne Watermanuk will be on the show next. The tradition continues at the Manicota Talk with Wayne Company this Friday, October 1st. Yearlings and cattle sell at 12 noon. Watch our sales on dvauction.com. Our webpage has our sales schedule and market report, manicotastockman.com. Follow our Facebook page for all sale information. October 8th is calves and an all-class sale followed by Manicota Select Video Sale. This Friday, we have a good number of yearlings and calves coming to town. Thanks for trusting us as your market of choice. Manicola Stockman's 478-2229. Discover Moose Jaw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. 
Today is sunny, becoming a mix of sun and cloud this afternoon. Wind coming from the southeast at 20 kilometers per hour and a high of 32. Tonight, partly cloudy wind from the northwest at 30 kilometers per hour, gusting up to 50, and we'll see a low of 13. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and cloud. Wind coming from the northwest at 30 kilometers an hour, gusting up to 50, and a high of 21. And tomorrow night, clear with a low of plus 4. Thursday, sunny with a high of 22. Friday sunny with a high of 24, and Saturday also sunny with a high of 22. For complete online weather anytime, click on discovermoosejaw.com or the Moosejaw Live app. I'm Catherine Ludwig. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to the Heartland at noon on 800 CHAB. Those wishing to take a shot at running for mayor of Moose Jaw have until tomorrow at four o'clock to file their nomination papers. We have three people running right now. City Councilor Crystal Froze was the first out of the block. She was followed by driver education instructor Mike Simpkins, and、uh, we learned on Friday local limousine driver Wayne Watermanuk has thrown his hat into the ring. Our Catherine Ludwig spoke to Mr. Watermanuk this morning. So tell me, are you from Moose Jaw? Yes, I am. I was born and raised here, and grew up on South Hill. So familiar with the city.、Uh, seen many changes, some good, some not so good. <laughs> and that's why you're running for mayor, right? Because you'd like to see some better changes. Well, th- yeah, that's just it. Like, you know, every time you're, oh, if I was mayor, I'd do this and I'd do that, and people are like, well, why don't you run then? And I'm like, well. <laughs> <laughs> was there anything specifically that inspired you to run for mayor this year?、Uh, nothing really in particular. I was going to run in the last election, and I was talked out of it. I was going to go for councillor, actually, but I was talked out of it, and I'm just like I was joking around with people this time around, and a lot of the neighbors and people are like, you know, we think you got what it takes. Like, run! You got nothing to lose. <laughs> So you already have a bit of、uh, the community support behind you. A little bit, yeah. Like a few neighbors.、Uh, I mean, not a great amount yet, and I've got a few people thinking I'm absolutely crazy. But well, you get that in every campaign, right? That's right. You know, you're never going to get everybody on the same page, and and same with being. An elected official, like you're, you're never gonna satisfy the whole population, but and that's why I don't really want to make a whole lot of promises. I just want to go in, see what I can do, and some key areas I'd like to see addressed is a lot of our roads, especially the main roads. Like for a tourist town, you come in and Main Street is.、Uh, In rough shape, and you know some of the roads they've worked on. It's nice to see that they've they've got some roads started anyway, and hopefully we can get more done, more、um, signage up. And I I have noticed that the city is putting up a lot more street signs now, so people have an idea where they are. And I also read that you want to rebuild or restore some of the bridges around town too, Sixteenth Ave, Fourth、uh, Ave. Yeah, I would, you know, and 16th Avenue has been a thing since I was a kid. Of course, growing up on South Hill, it's like you know, it'd be nice to see that bridge open. And of course, now it's gone. So 
you know, to build one would be a big expense. But I think looking in the future, with the school going out in that area, which brings about another question, what are we going to do with the old schools that are closing to amalgamate into this one big central school? And 4th Avenue, of course, has been a part of Moose Jaw since, well, since anyone can remember a lot of history in that bridge. And it would be great to see it restored. I mean, you drive on it, it's in rough shape, and uh, a lot of it's damaged. Um, I don't know, They we've always called it the ice cream cone bridge. <laughs> but, you know, all the cones on it there, like a lot of them are damaged, and it would just be nice to see it completely revamped and, you know, restore it to what it once was. Do you have a position on the demolition that's happening at uh, Coteau Bridge? There's a bit of controversy around the residents around that bridge right now. Yes, that's another, you know, another one part of history in town. And I think they should try to restore that one as well. Uh, I know it's not used a lot, but still for access to the college there and everything. Um, I personally, I think it should be kept open. Well, you, you and all of the residents around the bridge agree on that fact. Um, there was a very, uh, very solid case made at city council last night. Um, so hopefully, uh, you have their support as well. Yeah, unfortunately, I missed all this, so I don't know what went on last night. I I wasn't around, so unfortunately, I'm kind of in the dark, but it's good to hear that, that, that there's there on it. Absolutely, and I also read on your Facebook page um, that you want to look into getting a second Sarkan. I would really love to see that happen, um, and unfortunately, I... I was talking with well, former Mayor Deb Higgins the other night about this, and she says that's a provincial issue, but you know, I'm sure there's a way to approach the provincial government and have a second location. I mean, I went there the other day a couple of weeks ago, and there was, I don't know, maybe five people in line, and it was over an hour wait, so it'd be nice to see something happen with the wait times. And I understand with COVID, you know, everybody's limited staff at the moment. Absolutely. And um, on another point that you made, uh, you want to extend weekly garbage pickup from May to October. Why is that? Um, I just figure if we had that extra month and it's what, you know, I personally felt all along it should have been. It should have went May 1st to October 31st. Uh, Main reason, springtime in May. That's when a lot of people are doing their yard cleanups, and you you really could use that that weekly pickup. And I've had a few people say to me, you know, like, hey, I'll vote for you for that. And I'm like, well, you know, I'll do my best to do it. I mean, it it's like anything; it comes with a cost, and you know, you got to make sure it's going to be feasible. Absolutely. But I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people, you know, would would like it. And another thing I'd like to try to do. Um, is people making use of the recycle bins. If somehow they could get a discount to encourage people to use them, I mean, they brought it on, well, you're going to have this, you're going to pay for it if you use it or not, and it's like, that's not really fair. So 
hopefully we could do something with that. You know, it would hopefully encourage more people to use the recycling. I agree, and that's that's a great cause right now with climate change being such an, a global issue. Um, so that's a good way to get people focusing on recycling in their own homes as well and incentivize that. Do you have any other um, plans that you plan to put forward? Um, well, a few, I mean, like I say, the, the list is endless, but a few key ones, um, mainly try and, uh, more efficiently get the roads and sidewalks done. I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's noticed in town, you know, they dig a road, fill it in, patch it, and a month or two later, oh, they got to dig it again. And, you know, it just, every time they dig this road up, what it costs. And if you've got a bad area, like do the whole block and get it done. And I, th- I think it would be cheaper than digging the same road up five or six times. So you'd like to present more efficient ways to... Yeah, somehow, like, you know, and I've, I've seen it personally. Like they'll come, they'll, you know, dig a sewer line or a water line and they'll fill it all in and a few weeks later they'll come back like two houses away and do one and it's like you know you could do this all at once while you're in the same area (laughs) and i don't know what the real operations is i understand you know some are more emergent than others but it'd just be nice to see if you've got a area like okay let's get this area done and we don't have to worry about it anymore yeah and you know, uncontrolled intersections, um, I know first in Oxford, being a controlled intersection, but there was an incident there the other day, and people are saying, you know, we got to do something with that intersection. And, and I'm just like, all these uncontrolled ones, you know, it'd be nice to see, you know, stop signs and yield signs put up, especially this day and age. I'm sure we can do it. Absolutely, and that'll help make the town safer as well. Well, I would sure sure hope it would anyway, and I'd like to also, another big one is 9th Avenue Northwest and the highway is a major one that's been an issue for years. Uh, there again, though, I think that falls on a provincial level, so with the Department of Highways, but it'd be nice to see that intersection made safer. I personally use that like four or five times a day, and there's times you're playing Russian roulette trying to get through that intersection. <laughs> and I'm sure you're not the only person who feels that way. No, I'm sure there's like quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> so you have put some of your um, platform on Facebook. I also read that you are planning to hand out pamphlets. Uh, yes, I'm just in the process of getting them made up. I'm, you know, again, kind of keeping it simple and basic i don't really want to be you know going door to door with covid i i think a lot of people may get upset or be concerned with you coming door to door so what i'm planning is just somehow get them you know delivered door to door myself or somebody else and if you happen to be out and want to chat you know by all means we'll have a chat but i just don't think it's with the covid i just don't think it's a good idea to be you know, knocking door to door, which I know is the traditional way that it's been done. For sure. And just to look back at the platform again real quick, do you have any plans um, to get involved with local charities or local associations? 
Uh, I haven't gave it a lot of thought yet, but I, I'm sure there'd be a, a few to get involved with and, you know, help out where you can. And and also another big one, you know, try and encourage more business into the city somehow, like specialty shops. Uh, I don't know if we really need any more restaurants, but we need, you know, something manufacturing jobs, something that'll that'll keep people here, get everybody employed, and hopefully make the city grow a bit. Absolutely. And for my last question here, uh, what would you say makes you different from the other candidates? Oh, geez, that's a tough one. I've, uh, you know, seen uh, Mike's profile there, kind of, and, and he's got some very good ideas and points. And I think what makes me different, well, I wouldn't be so much different from Mike. I think he's, you know, a hardworking guy too. But just to see somebody get in that is your average Joe, like your average citizen, not very well known. And, hey, you know, maybe maybe this person can make a difference. And, you know, Crystal, she's kind of known. Um I haven't really seen what she's got in store, but I'm sure she's got some wonderful ideas too. So you're pretty much calling yourself a a, a mayor that's one of the people. Well, basically, yeah, you know, and that's that's what a few people have said. You know, they said, you know, that's what Moose John needs. Need the average Joe in there, somebody that's been around and seen stuff and. And I says, well, you know, hopefully I'll be that person. There's no guarantees. We'll just have to see what what everybody decides on the 3rd of November. Well, we will definitely see. It's uh, it's not too far away. I know it's a month away, no, but it can go by it's quick. A, yes, it's a real time crunch here. And I'm just like, you know, we've only got about a month or so to convince people. And it's a lot of work to get done in a month. And especially, you know, working my job as it is, I'm limited how much time I have in a day, so it's it's a real time crunch. <laughs> the average Joe or the average Wayne, in this case, Wayne Watermanuck, running for the office of mayor in Moose John, along with City Councilor Crystal Froze and local driver education instructor Mike Simpkins. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if anyone else or if, uh, you know, more than one person files papers between now and 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. We'll take a time out. One more piece. Do you remember where you were 49 years ago? If you were around 49 years ago, you'll remember. Heartland at noon, CHAB. 800 CHAB, connecting the community. Verna Kurgan, coach with the Kinsman Mooshaw Speed Skating Club. We have uh, an opportunity for anyone that's interested. Try speed skating. Anyone, hockey players, figure skaters, recreational skaters, come out and give it a try. Sunday, October the 3rd and October the 10th from 315 to 415. We'll suit you up with skates, some equipment, bring a helmet if you've got a helmet. A great opportunity. It's free. Beatskating at gmail.com and you can get details there. Also, uh, go to a Facebook page, Kinsman Mooshaw Speed Skating Club. 
Connecting the community. Brought to you by Moose Jaw Truck Shop, your number one diesel truck repair experts. Visit Moose Jaw Truck Shop on Facebook for more information. Beachcomber Hot Tubs, 270 Caribou Street West in Moose Jaw. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. Tim here with Young's Equipment. Get more. 20% more capacity, 30% more speed, 70% more flex. The all-new Macdon FT2 gives you more of everything you need for harvesting performance. From the company that brought you the original Flex Draper. Call your local Young's Equipment location or visit youngs.ca. Bigger, faster, flexier. Get more with the Macdon FT2 Flex Draper. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. 49 years ago today, right at this time of day, most Canadians were watching a hockey game. Phil Esposito got the assist on Paul Henderson's winning goal in the 72 Summit Series 49 years ago today as Team Canada beat the Russians in Moscow. I clearly remember I was in grade two at Sherwood School in Regina. I rushed home from school at 1145 to watch that hockey game and my mom. My mom insisted that I go back to school and be on time for the bell at one o'clock. I was furious, beyond angry. I cried. I knew it was my patriotic duty to watch that hockey game and cheer on Team Canada. But Mom ruled, so little Robbie had to go back to school. Imagine the elation when I learned that we would not be focusing on schoolwork to start the afternoon. All the kids would be watching hockey. We packed into the classrooms and the library to watch the rest of that historic game on those big black-and-white televisions they used to wheel into the classrooms back in the day. And we cheered and we laughed. Were high fives a thing in 72? If, if they were, I think we did that too. 49 years ago today. We'll take a time out. My daily commentary is next. Heartland at noon on CHAB. Attention malt barley growers. Prairie Malt and Bigger is offering competitive bids on 2021 Copeland, Metcalf, Synergy, Connect, Fraser, and Bow Barley varieties. And they also require soft white wheat, so send them samples today. Aggressive bids and nearby movement is available for malt barley and soft white wheat into Bigger, Saskatchewan. Contact Prairie Malt today for details and pricing. 1-306-948-3500. 1-306-948-3500. Call today. Why should I report my harvested production as soon as I finish harvest? Glad you asked. Submitting your detailed production declaration as soon as you complete harvest allows SCIC to process claims quicker and issue potential payment sooner. Whether you are in a claim position or not, reporting your production details updates your yield coverage and calculates future coverage. Call your local SCIC office or visit scic.ca to learn more. SCIC. Here at every turn. Not wind, nor rain, nor hail damage. We'll stop the experts at CJ Trailers in Moose Jaw from making your RV look like new again. 
This fall, drop off your trailer at CJ Trailers and let their trained technicians handle all your repairs, including hail damage. This will ensure that you're as ready as can be for next summer. They also offer winter storage, so ask them about it. Find CJ Trailers on Highway 1 East in Moose Jaw. Call 306-691-5474. The photos are fabulous and the characters colorful. Author, historian, Bruce Fairman has delivered another gem to Moose Jaw. It's his fifth book, Moose Jaw, The Boom Years, 1904 to 1914. Mr. Fairman has spent countless hours over a number of years digging into our history, with a key honey hole being the archives at the Moose Jaw Public Library. The new book features pieces on a number of our historic buildings that still exist, from the Bellamy Furniture Building on Main Street to the old Ross School and the history of the 4th Avenue Viaduct. He also tells stories about the historic buildings that are gone, from the Empress and Cecil Hotels, along with the Brunswick and Victoria School, and more. If you're a local history buff, you owe it to yourself to pick up a copy. Moose Jaw, The Boom Years, 1904-1914. It's truly a gift to all of us who call Moose Jaw home. You can find it at a number of local bookstores and gift shops. I'm Rob Kearney. 